Oh, my God. It is effing crazy. Let me tell you something. I got good news, bad news. Good news is Stretch is feeling better. Stretch is finally starting to come out the other side of this BS cold I got. I may not sound better, but I I feel better. And I am ready to get back to being my ornery-ass self. Good news. There is provocation at my home that is making me angry and nasty and snappy and pissy. And I guess that's good news for the radio show. Bad news for me personally because it flips me out. But here's what's going on. Uh, I've told you guys my wife has been trying to kill me. I'm pretty sure she got an insurance policy on me. And she's been just not allowing me to sleep. You guys know that I do the Big 49 every day. Spend hours and hours and hours working on the Big 49. And then I have a overnight job where I do security for a company and do 10-hour shifts. And it's crazy that I have another job on top of that where I go to on my days off from that security job and I do security somewhere else. Got to do what you got to do. You got to work. You got a dream? Well, you got to work for that dream. You got to earn that dream. And we work hard here at the Big 49. But however, I have very limited time in my life. I need to get down and get to work and do what I got to do. And now twice in the last uh, month, my wife has hired people to come work on the house while I'm either trying to sleep or trying to record the stuff I do for the Big 49 from the Big 49 West Studios, which is my house. My wife is not amused by the Big 49, and she does not care if I don't get sleep and I effing die. So, that being said, that is the predicament I have been in. Now, we have had people working at my house for the last three days, just working, 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 working. They're here by 8 a.m., and I'm talking freaking jackhammers. I'm talking power saws. I'm talking the whole, like, and they have been working. And I bared with it as much as I could. And they finished today. And I waited for them to be done. I I was hoping they'd be done and then I could start recording. And I'm not kidding. I start recording. And I don't know if you can hear it right now if they're still making the noise. I'm going to put a picture up on the Instagram. It is uh, a video from my phone. (coughs) Oh, my God. And the... City is here cleaning up a tree that fell like two weeks ago. A big giant eucalyptus tree that fell down and knocked out some power in my neighborhood. And the people chopped it up and pulled it out and they're now removing it. But they waited till the second I hit record. I hear like beep, 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 beep. And I, I already walked outside and filmed it because it's laughable. There's three huge trucks. There is a semi truck that is backed up literally to my studio window within 10 feet of my studio effing window and these MFers are loading up a tree and of course it has to be right now I mean they're just doing their job and I'm thankful the tree's getting out of here I'm happy about it but it's just F my life is what it is it's F stretches life every effing day as I can get no peace I can get no sleep there is freaking construction noise or some type of noise or something going on to whereas I can't record or I can't sleep at all times and I'm about to lose my effing mind. I'm going to put this video up. It is from outside my home. And you will see this truck. Like the, the semi-truck backed up to my window is probably the funniest thing you will see all day. Unless you're inside trying to do it. In the video, there's no noise going on at the time. Because they have a giant, giant like bulldozer that's picking up the tree and loading it into that, that semi. And it wasn't running when I filmed. But 
it's effing noisy when you're trying to record and you got a microphone 10 feet away from that effing semi. But yeah, we'll get through. They'll get that effing thing loaded sooner or later, and then I will be able to get on with the show in peace and quiet. On the show today, we are going to talk to my friend, Max Anstey. And by the way, unbeknownst to me, there's controversy, and this video went viral. This is Max at the press conference. You'll hear it in the interview coming up. And he makes a statement about basically how crappy racing outdoors is and how he is a Supercross-only dude. And he's racing Supercross all around the world. And for everyone, he's about making money. And it's some serious truth. It's kind of in a joking manner, but man, this clip went viral and people are publishing it everywhere and saying, shout out to Max Hansey for speaking the truth. And I'm talking people like I saw a repost on this from Chad Reed. Chad Reed is a legend in the game, an absolute legend in professional motocross racing. And he's even like, shout out to Max Hansey for telling the truth. It's crazy how much people latched on to this statement Max said kind of kind of as a joke but not really as a joke but you will hear it in this interview and it has gone viral as a mofo uh max's outtake on that so that's coming up then outside of max ansi if you missed uh, the interview with cooper webb yesterday we'll get that now i'm gonna go up to canada and talk about uh, a story out of canada which is pretty decent i got a crazy biatch i think i have a new segment called bitches be crazy and we're going to go into that. Yesterday, I had the, the lady attack her boyfriend with a wad of money, beat him with a wad of cash, and like a bitch, he called the police, but she was a stripper. I don't think this lady's a stripper. She's just crazy, a ball full of crazy. So we will see uh, what happens to her, and we'll hit you with this story. It's a good one. Bitches be crazy might be a really good thing. I have more bad news for everyone in radio not named Stretch. Not only is the big 49 coming and snatching you all bald, but uh, there's a new software that's going to replace the rest of you. Can't replace Stretch because, well, we own the Big 49 and I won't put the software on the Big 49. Stretch may be the last human battling robots daily in broadcast, period. So we're going to get into this. It's, it's insane that this is out there. Then I have, okay, we all know the movie Cocaine Bear. How about... Cocaine Leopard. Real life Cocaine Leopard. We're going to talk about this. It's freaking crazy. Crazy, crazy. And then I have a story to top it off today that comes out of Australia's. You know, I love them Aussies down under. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Like, I didn't know this was a wow. Did you just hear that big boom? They dropped another massive stump into that truck. That was huge. I could hear it with my headphones on and the music playing. All right. So here we go. I am going to get into all of this and a whole lot more and hopefully not have a lot of beep, beep. Uh, that construction backup beep sound makes me want to go out and beat people with, with a hammer. It just puts me over the edge. It's like, hey, I know you're there. You're a giant yellow effing bulldozer. I can see you. I don't need to hear beep, beep, beep every effing time you put it in effing reverse. Heaven help me. I'm going to have a stroke or something. My wife's going to collect on that insurance policy she has on me. All right. Get ready. Max Anstey, my friend, Firepower Honda, coming up next. It's the Big 4-9. The Man Urgent Report. Unlike Jay-Z, Tiger Woods got 99 problems and a bitch is more than one. That's for damn sure. He's now got his latest ex-girlfriend suing him 
for $30 million. They say they broke up, and this is how they broke up. Tiger's people told her she was going to go on a vacation. They took her to the airport. When they got there, they gave her an agreement and said, yeah, you're locked out of the house. You're gone. Tiger doesn't want you back. And that was how they broke up. She did not like it. She said they had an oral agreement that he would take care of her and that she was going to live there for at least another five years. And she says that alone in rent is worth $30 million. So good luck getting that with no contract or anything and it being Tiger's house before he even knew your ass. Well, it looks like AEW wrestlers are all kind of stupid because the guy that won the championship belt, Wardlow, he lost it. And he didn't lose it in a wrestling match. He lost it because he left it in his rental car parked on the streets in San Francisco. Do you know what happens in San Francisco? The second you park your car, they bash the windows out and steal everything in it. And that includes an AEW championship belt. This is kind of funny, but what a dumbass you are, Wardlow. You should call Stretch. I'll give you some life lessons. Shout out to the Lakers for retiring Pau Gasol's jersey this week. It was a very emotional tribute when they put it up on the wall and it was right next to Kobe Bryant's and Pau immediately broke down in tears crying because that was his boy. That was his teammate. That's the guy they won two championships together and it was cool to see Pau get the respect that he deserved. They even played a clip of Kobe talking about how excited he was to one day see his and Pau's jerseys hanging side by side at the rafters at the Staples Center. Well, now it's called Crypto. Crypto.com, but you get the sentiment. The man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4 9, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with a dude up on the podium again in the 250 class. His name is Max Anstey. He rides a firepower Honda. He's fast as F, and he seems to just have hit a spark in his career back on these 250s and is showing some absolute dominance, holding on to number two in the championship points and looking good week after week after week. Max, is there a chance that we see you in the outdoor season, maybe going back to the 450, or are you like 250 for life now? What's happening? I'm Supercross only. Um, nice! <laughs> don't know if I should say this, but I went 5-5 five five at, at Southwick yeah. last year and got 1,500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, that was a hard race. I'm much better off racing Supercross. I'm racing World Supercross, Australian Supercross, yeah. and US Supercross, okay. and uh, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I'm milking this 250 class as long as I can, and then I'll go okay. 450 when I get kicked out. That's uh, that's about it. Um, wow. Yeah, I I like it. I like getting on the podium. I like them bonus checks. So that's that's yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, Max, and we like watching you do it. It's it's great seeing you just have this spark in your career and looking rejuvenated out there on the track. And I and I I forgot all all, all due respect. You tore it up in uh, Australian Supercross last year, and then on the World Supercross as well. So you've got those to contend with. You literally can ride Supercross year round now. So shout out to you, Max Ansi. Max, but besides uh, getting up on the podium, getting the bonus checks, and just really looking like you're having a blast out there doing it, uh, I know that you want more. So so what else is there? What else do you want, Max? Like, what is it that is going to make you absolutely happy and content back on the bike right now? Well, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> but, it, I mean, yeah, the expe expectations coming in, um, we didn't really know. And, and, and yeah. that quickly changed, you know, banging out a couple of podiums. Um, yeah. But I'm still learning a lot. You know, last week in, in Arlington, man, I was thrown off guard with a few things. And, and by the end of the night, I found a good setup. And I was like, man, if I could redo this day tomorrow, I'd yeah. be much better off. And it was the same today. I'm, I'm glad I got press yeah. yesterday because every time out on the track, I was 
I was changing stuff. Um, and and okay. by all means, the team are doing an amazing job because they're trying to make my bike faster so that yeah. I can uh, I can compete against these these two boys' uh, bike and, <laughs> and they're all trying to work. I've got Mike Case, Factory Connection, Manny's a magician with the bike. We've been... I, you know, everyone's telling me, oh, don't change the bike, you're getting on the podium. And I'm like, huh. yeah, but they think they can make it better. We, we want to try and uh, improve and... and okay you know, try and close that gap up to uh, to Hunter up front. And um, yeah. again, if I could redo the day tomorrow, I would start with what I finished in the main and, and be much better off because every session out there I was, um, yeah, searching for things. But okay. I don't get paid for the heat races. I don't get paid for practice. I get paid for main events. So happy to be on the box. Yeah. And by the way, great job, Max. It's been fun watching you this season. Can't wait to see what you do in Indy. We're getting back to just regular old Supercross uh, next weekend in Indianapolis, which is just you guys in a indoor stadium throwing it down. And I know you've been thriving in that atmosphere, especially this was kind of the first uh, speedway race for you this year at Daytona. So now we got uh, more of those. And then later on in the Super Motocross season, we'll see some more of that. So, Max, uh, congratulations on your success. It's fun watching, and we uh, hope to see you next Next weekend back here in the press conference because I anticipate you being back up on the box in Indy. So uh, good luck to you and the Firepower Honda team. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. It's pretty sad how Florida has taken over the epicenter of motorcycles, period, away from California, where they all used to reside. Now they're all heading down there. But think about this. Last weekend, you had the Daytona Supercross, where everybody showed up and had a great time. That was followed by Daytona Bike Week. It's been going on the entire week down in Florida, where everyone in the world on a freaking street bike converges on Daytona and just takes over, and they have a great time. That's like spring break for adults. And now this week, we got something else popping off. It's the Red Bull Day in the Dirt down south. It's going to be out at Dade City Raceway, and it's going on all weekend long. If you are in Florida, have a good time and crank up the Big 49. Shout out to everybody enjoying the day. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. I may sound like crap, but I'm feeling better, and that's all that really matters. I can power through. I can get this show humping. Shout out to our friend Max Hansty. We are... Uh, Always, always grateful to talk to Max. Max is second place right now in the championship points and basically is a privateer. That's impressive as hell. And he seems to be really, really loving stepping down to the 250s and just becoming a beast. He says he wants to dial it in and push Hunter a little more. And I don't blame him. He's got it in him. Imagine a privateer won Supercross. Jeez. That's nuts. All right, let's talk about this story. I got my ACDC playing. You've been thunderstruck. Well, let's get down to this, because this is one of the grossest stories I've ever heard. <coughs> Man, sorry about that. You're going to hear me hacking, hacking and coughing a little as I finish getting over this crap. This happened in a high-rise apartment complex near Sydney, Australia. And it's been going on for six months. This isn't an isolated incident. Someone has been throwing up up the side of their balcony way up high. Way, way, way up high. And they're barfing, just coming over and barfing. And they're like, well, Mike, who's barfing? 
but this is like happening on a daily occurrence. And then they realize, I guess they finally figure out, this person's been, I don't know if they're bulimic or they got some medical issue or what, but they're like barfing in a bucket and then just throwing it off the side of their balcony. Is that not the most foul and disgusting thing you've ever heard? Imagine walking under a high-rise building and getting hit with a bucket of vomit. Oh my God. So when it first started happening, they started, and, and, and here's another thing. This is where it's extra, extra gross. The barf doesn't just fall down and hit the sidewalk. No, it hits all the other balconies below it as it blows down. So they dump it over the edge and a lot of it blows in onto other people's balconies. People are coming out and finding vomit on their railings and a little bit of vomit on their balconies that live below this numbnuts. So they first get it and they start posting signs like, hey, whoever threw up off the balcony, like you're disgusting, clean it up. And then it happens again and again and again. Now it becomes like, you know, Dick Tracy. We got a, we got a mystery here that we got to solve. Uh, one lady says, after her balcony got vomited on two times, she finally cracked the code of who it is. So they start going up and leaving letters on the guy's door. And they start going to the management of the building going, hey, this guy's barfing off the balcony nonstop. And they can hear him vomiting in his apartment too. The other neighbors are complaining about the gross sounds of a person throwing up constantly. So I don't know if he's a, a manorexic or what. Or, you know, maybe he's going through chemo or something because that, that'll happen too. They haven't said any medical condition. They're just saying this guy's throwing up in buckets and I don't know why he's not flushing it down the toilet. He's throwing it off the balcony because he's a freak. And this has been going on for months and months and months. It got so bad, one of the people that lived below him moved out of the building. So the letters they're sending this guy... Uh, they, from the building, they're like, we've been advised that occupants of your apartment have been disturbing other residents within the building by creating loud noises and discarding vomit over the balcony onto the apartments below, which is causing a mess and damage to the balconies below. Uh, and then they go into all the bylaws and things that are in that's in violation of. And then they said in bold letters, I'm looking at the email, so they got the whole email, then they got big red letters that say, quote, you are, quote, to not discard vomit over the balcony or create noises which disturb other occupants. And this has been going on and on and on. Well, apparently after they finally dimed out exactly who it was and where it was coming from, they say it stopped for like three months. And then they're like... <clears throat> I know, no one's paying attention. I'll just start throwing vomit over the balcony again and the guy started back up. So now the neighbors who were so pissed that the landlords didn't do anything, the strongly worded letters didn't do anything. Nothing seems to be stopping this guy other than the initial shame of being figured out that it was him. So <clears throat> they go to the press and they go to the Australian newspaper. And I love this, the Australian newspaper's like, uh, we reached out to Mr. So-and-so and he has not returned our call and is not commenting on the story. They, that's where I got the story. It's from a newspaper down in Australia's. So, insane, man. That is freaking crazy. Like, what the hell? Who barfs that much? And how are you still alive if you're barfing that much? Because at some point you're getting no nutrition. 
Ah, many, many residents, when they found out who it was, started writing this guy letters. And they're all pissed off. And he is not coming back. Some people are like, man, do we need to do a welfare check on you? Like, what's happening up there? How can you be this sick for this long? So it doesn't say. And the guy never responded to any of the letters and never responded to the media request. So they're just trying to shame this guy and to stop throwing buckets of vomit off the top of his freaking high-rise apartment complex. <laughs> and then they got pictures of the ground, and the ground is just splattered. You know what it's like when you see, like, a drunk just blowing chunks everywhere? And that this disgusting smell and everything. Imagine that. And it's all over the side of this apartment building, and especially on the street where it's splattering. Or the alleyway in front of the apartment. Oh, man. I'm glad I didn't just eat breakfast. I hope you didn't just eat breakfast. I probably should have warned you about that one before I dropped the vomit story on that ass. All right, up next, you know one of my favorite things to talk about? It's like a cocaine. Well, I don't know who slanged the cocaine, but we got like a leopard that's high as hell on cocaine. It's a leopard. It's cocaine leopard. And it was on the loose in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they caught it, and now it's going to the zoo after it goes to a short stint in rehab. We're gonna talk about cocaine leopard next. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show. Gonna go into the topic we seem to talk about a lot here. Cocaine! This story's crazy. This is a real life story. You know, the crazier the story, the more real it is on this show. Like, if I made it up, I wouldn't I wouldn't have went this way. We all know the movie Cocaine Bear is out right now. It's a big hit. Last movie Ray Liotta ever did about a bear that got into some drug supplier's uh, cocaine. After they dropped it, he snorted it up, got all high, and started just gacking people left and right. Cocaine Bear. Don't mess around with cocaine. Well, that's a fictionalized account of a true story. You know, the true story is some drug smugglers dumped a bunch of cocaine and they found a bear that had gotten into it. Now, that's where the truth of that story ends. But this one, imagine this 911 call happening in Cincinnati, January 28th. Uh, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah, we got a uh, leopard. He's up in a tree. He's high as F. He's on cocaine. You're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, this thing's tripping. So they send the dog warden out because you don't really have a leopard patrol in Cincinnati. And when they get out there, they see what they think is a leopard up in a tree. And it's just acting weird. So they finally catch it and they bring him in for treatment. And they say when they brought him in, they thought it was a hybrid F1 Savannah cat. I don't know what that is, which is legal to own in Ohio. But then they did DNA testing on it because they want to find out exactly what this thing was, and they found out it was a full-blown uh, serval, a wild cat native to Africa. And it, I get where they're called it a leopard. It's got the, it's kind of smaller, but it's got really big, big ears, and it's spotted like a leopard or a cheetah would be. And it has no business being up in a tree in Cincinnati, and it really, really has no business being up in a tree in Cincinnati, high on cocaine. But that's exactly what they found. Because when they did the DNA testing to find out what it was, to find out it was an illegal animal to 
possess in Cincinnati without the proper permits. They found this thing was all gacked out on cocaine. You got a leopard. You got cocaine leopard in Cincinnati climbing trees and tripping balls. Now they say the Cincinnati Animal Care Facility not equipped to handle a wild cat like this. So they took the cat to rehab and detoxed it from the cocaine. And when he gets out of rehab, it's going to the Cincinnati Zoo. The owner finally came forward and was cooperative in the investigation. And they have agreed to not press charges, even though... I gotta think, they're looking at this guy for like, were you giving your freaking wild African leopard freaking cocaine? How'd it get high? Why's it got cocaine in its system? That doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know, that they're not pressing charges, but I'll bet you there's an investigation now. They're like, watch the guy with the exotic weird animals and the cocaine. Now, watch that guy. You ever notice that drug people, drug dealers, drug whatever, they have, uh, they go buy weird animals. Look at the thing we're having right now with Pablo Escobar's hippos. That's a real story. Pablo Escobar, because he had nothing else to do and he had literally mountains of money, he bought hippos and brought them in from Africa and had them in his like private zoo. And then after he got killed, they just released them into the rivers and these hippos are bred. And now there's like 200 hippos down in Colombia and they are freaking wreaking havoc on the natural habitat and they have no predators and there's nothing to stop them and they're just down there just eating like champions and breeding like crazy and they have to go in and try to figure out what to do with all these hippos drug dealers have a weird thing with buying like cheetahs and lions and tigers monkeys weird crap like that so this guy in fact he had a, a weird looking leopard cat out of africa and it was high as hell on cocaine and it's now in the zoo and they're not pressing charges I got to think maybe our friends at the, I don't know, the DEA are going to look into this guy, ATF, somebody. Seems suspicious to me, and they know who it is, and they're not pressing charges. I don't know. He ran away. I think he ran away, got into my neighbor's cocaine, got all high. Couldn't, then he got lost. He got all paranoid and climbed up in a tree, started sitting up there going, oh, man, I'm tripping balls. I can't go home. I'm high as hell. That's what he was thinking. I don't know what happened, but... Watch out for a cocaine leopard if you're walking the streets of Cincinnati. There could be more. Dangerous. And, you know, if he, if he hadn't got his fix in a couple days, he, he'll, he'll jack you for your wallet so we can go get some more cocaine. I'm stretch. Ah, what are we going to get into next? I know. Let's get into Bitches Be Crazy, a new segment I'm starting to fire up here on the stretch show. It's a good one, too. She crazy. This girl crazy. She's even saying she's crazy now. It's the big four nine. It's also paranormal. It makes it even better. Cocaine. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Damn, Kickstart Kenny Roxon is no joke on a motorcycle. It is fun to watch that guy ride. He is so graceful and smooth and can do amazing things. And yesterday, he put a video up on Instagram. Apparently, it's while he was out practicing down in Florida, getting ready for the Indianapolis Supercross this weekend, where he took a little time away from practice to do a jump. 
And on the video, he follows another rider and they go over a 153-foot gap and make it look freaking easy. And then he gets back to practicing on his HEP Suzuki. I'm telling you, that guy is something else, man. He is an all-purpose rider and he's pretty damn amazing. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Thursday, getting ready for Friday. Friday, uh, just FYI, they say we are going to have another atmospheric river coming our way. We're going to get dumped on rain on Friday, and then another one coming on Tuesday. So we're going to get crapped upon this weekend, Friday, Saturday, in the rain. And then after that, we're going to get uh, more rain next week. So we're not out of this weather system yet. It's going to be crazy because the ground is saturated, the mountains are saturated, and when they can't take no more, they're also thinking we're going to have some really bad slides because the rain is going to come in. It's it's now warming up a little bit. It's not as cold this storm. So it's going to rain on the snow, and then the snow's going to wash away, and we're going to get tons of flooding and mudslides and nastiness from all of the snow in the local mountains. And here's another story before I get into my crazy story. Uh, people in San Bernardino have been trapped in their houses since that last storm last week. For a week, they've been stuck in their houses. The roads have not been plowed. They're not in like a big city. They're not in like Big Bear or an area like that where they're going through and plowing the roads and maintaining them. There's people. Look this up. It's a crazy news story, and the governor of California is doing nothing about it because San Bernardino is very, very, very right-leaning. Remember, San Bernardino voted to succeed from California. It'll never happen. They'll never let him succeed, but they voted to because they're so sick of it. Do you think the governor of California, old lip tits, is going to go send these people aid? No, these people are stuck. Uh, the last I saw, there were some local churches gathering supplies like baby formula and stuff and trying to get to these people that have been stuck in their homes after that last big snowstorm dumped buckets of snow and they never cleared those roads and never got back to these people and no one's there to help them. So uh, shout out to those people and everybody that's helping them out. If you want to help it out, Google it, man. Google it. These people need your help. All right, right now let's get into my new segment. It's called Bitches Be Crazy. This one comes straight out of Wisconsin. And she, uh, I, it's self-admittedly crazy. She pled not guilty by reason of insanity on Monday to stabbing her ex-boyfriend with scissors and what cops say was a definite attempted murder. 21-year-old Morgan Lund claimed that she experienced a possible dream and attacked a dark, scary figure that was attacking her ex only when uh, she woke up out of it it was her that was attacking her ex with scissors. Judges ordered her to a mental examination. And it's crazy. This happened on February the 18th. The call was originally dispatched as uh, sister freaked out and boyfriend is bleeding. That was the initial call. Uh, possibly stabbed in the arms. Only when they got there, the cops found a hell of a lot of blood. And it's crazy. Now, the officer on the scene says when he reached the top of the stairs, he saw a younger blonde female who appeared to be wearing only an oversized blue UCLA sweatshirt. Oh, I say she's not guilty now. If she had a USC shirt on, she'd have been guilty. So he gets there, he finds this female wearing only a large UCLA oversized sweatshirt and blood all over her. On her legs, her feet, her arms, on her clothing. 
and the back in front of her hands. She was leaning over the back of a black sectional couch in the living room, applying pressure to a shirtless male's upper chest or right shoulder area. This man is her ex-boyfriend, who is her baby daddy, who, even though they are not together, still live together, but they're not together because he said she's effing crazy. Uh, police say the man was laying on the ground saying, what the F is wrong with you? Why in my sleep, bro? Uh, she is now telling the police, I thought I saw something. And the guy's like, no, you didn't. You thought you saw me and I was asleep. They say she was crying as she was trying to stop the bleeding on the man who was bleeding heavily. And just so you know, she stabbed him in the neck, in the chest, in the arms, in the head, in the back. So this guy was just trying to get away. All in all, 19 stab wounds where he received stitches and staples to close up all the wounds. Uh, and, oh yeah, she stabbed him in the face too. The cops are like, yeah, they thought the guy was dead when they rolled up when they saw all the blood. They say she stated that for roughly six months to a year, she had been seeing a figure, a dark colored figure that clearly wasn't a person roaming around their apartment. And in this morning, she said she remembers waking up at about 6.30 a.m. with their baby in, in the bedroom with her. She was having, having trouble sleeping, so she took the baby out to a large playpen area in the living room where the victim was asleep on the couch, who was the baby's daddy, and she went back to the bedroom to fall asleep. She says she never remembers waking up a second time. She had a very muddled memory uh, that she thought was a dream where she said she heard the victim yelling at their daughter. She remembers uh, them being in the living room area and she saw this dark, scary figure attacking him. So she went over to the couch and picked up a pair of scissors and tried to kill the dark, ominous figure that was attacking the victim. It was not until the victim screams and fighting back that she realized, oh no, I'm the dark figure and I'm in fact uh, attacking my ex boyfriend and baby daddy. She says as soon as she snapped out of it and realized what was happening, she put the scissors down and tried to render first aid after calling uh, 911. Yeah, this lady is effing bat shiat crazy. The man says he doesn't know why she stabbed him. Says they've been broken up for months now. He sleeps on the couch. They still live together. And he said that the night of the stabbing, there, there had been no arguments, no nothing. Everything was fine. Said they were getting like everything was good. And all of a sudden she just comes out with a pair of scissors while he's asleep and just starts stabbing the crap out of him. He said she had, they'd had a lot of fights before and she was violent. She had hit him before and attacked him before, but never attacked him with a knife or tried to stab or murder him. So there you go. Note to self. If you're living with your ex, you're an idiot. Second note to self. If your ex is seeing uh, things that aren't there and is worried about them and you're still living there, you're an idiot. If your ex has ever physically attacked you and this is for a man or a woman in any way, shape, or form, and you're still there, you're an idiot. I can go on, but there were signs everywhere that this bitch be crazy, and this guy just stuck around and almost cost him his life because she tried to kill him while he was asleep. 
Now she even pled insanity. So who knows? I say she's insane. I say, bitch me crazy. That's what happened. All right, coming up next. Ah, what do we do next? I know what we'll do next. We'll talk to my friend Cooper Webb, my BFF. See what's up with Cooper Webb, the Red Bull KTM team. How about that? It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. After the amazing results at Daytona, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna has announced that they are putting RJ Hampshire right back on that 450 this weekend in Indianapolis. RJ finished eighth overall in Daytona. That's ahead of his 450 teammate, Christian Craig. And by the end of the night, he was tied in championship points with Malcolm Stewart, whose bike he was riding. And he did it all in one race. Malcolm had like three races before he got hurt. So good luck, RJ Hampshire. Can't wait to see what you do in Indy this weekend. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show right now. I'm going to go back. This song right here is called uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by a band called Buggles. It was the first video ever played on MTV, and they honestly thought, this is it. This is the death of radio. And little did they know, radio became even bigger. MTV made radio larger. At that time, you couldn't stream everywhere. You couldn't watch MTV in your car when you were driving, so radio just thrived and thrived and thrived for years. It wasn't until now, until digital streaming, that we are seeing the death of radio. But boy, is the nail in the coffin really, really, really coming here. This is nuts. They're saying that the radio broadcast host, they say whether being a disc jockey or an interviewer or a reporter or the weather girl or whatever, has been under attack since 1996 when the Telecommunications Act fueled the consolidation of local stations which basically decimated staff. So here's what happened. The big broadcasters came in. You could used to be able to own two radio stations in a market. Then they made it to eight. So you had people like iHeart ended up owning eight radio stations in 300 markets. That's pretty much a monopoly of broadcast. Then you had CBS, which is now Odyssey, that owned pretty much the other half. And then the here and there's were the smaller companies that had, you know, maybe eight and a couple of markets, but they didn't have the monopolies that both CBS and what was Clear Channel at the time did. And when those companies merged, 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 they began to get rid of radio hosts, get rid of radio people, and just hack them and hack them and hack them. I, I was part of that. Just, they started, all right, well, we'll take this show, we'll syndicate this show, we'll do... Then they got automated which is they didn't even need board ops anymore. And board ops are the people that run the controls and have traditionally set in a radio station overnight. Once when I first started in radio, there were actually DJs that worked overnights. And the first thing to cut, well, let's get rid of the overnights. No one's really listening. It doesn't matter. So we'll play music and we'll just have a board op in there that we can pay minimum wage. So then they went that route. Then they started realizing, well, we can have a DJ in there, but we'll have them voice track. And as they got DJs under contract, they'd be like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to cut your pay because we don't really need you. And we're going to make you voice track 13 other radio markets. And that means to do exactly what you're hearing right now basically is a voice track. It's me doing this show from home, loading it into the system, and then the system plays it back a few hours later. 
So that that's how this works. And we have that software here. We're fully automated. We have a AI that runs the radio station. Well, this new AI, so you talk about chat, GP, and all that stuff, and, and you are aware of what's going on with that. Well, they're saying now local DJs who have already been losing jobs left and right now will be battling artificial intelligence with an AI. They have really, really perfected this radio GPT. It is, you can get the software and then make it do whatever you want. I'm thinking we get it. My Moto Man may be gone by tomorrow. Moto Man, I'll, I'll get one called Kyle, one called Moto Man. And I'll put that bastard on five days a week instead of just one day a week, those lazy bastards. That's what I'll do. Haven't helped them have to have a real job. What are they thinking? I'll get AI in here. Yeah, so we're going to bring in bring in this AI technology and we're, we're going to be part of the problem instead of part of the solution. And these guys say they are going to gut radio even more than it's already gutted because the small markets, they can't afford DJs anymore. They, they are... They fired all their DJs, and then their product started to suck. And then they couldn't afford the DJs they had kept because their product sucked because they got rid of so many of their DJs. And what they're saying is this AI, where it's better than uh, a voice track or anything, is it's local, and it'll tap into, let's say we put it into, you know, the Inland Empire. It would just talk all about Inland Empire and things, and it would go through social media and it would uh, use that, and it would use all these other things, and it would be a local DJ, and they've gotten the voice down to where it doesn't sound like AI anymore. It's starting to sound like a real person. In fact, we use a little bit of this. There's some of the, what they call imaging, the things between the songs that you hear, let's say Big 49. If it's not me, it's, it's most likely AI. And we're doing that to some degree, so I guess we're guilty of it too. They say AI hasn't yet finished killing the radio star, but it's true, likely that anytime soon, it will be at a station that would say has five or six hosts and two or three of them are gonna be AI. Gonna be this radio GPT program, a new tool from the Ohio-based software company, Futurai Media. The fully digitized broadcast host, as you know it, is coming very, very soon. They say they provide an automated way to scan media sources and pull out relevant topics for coverage. Like, you don't even have to tell this thing what to say. It'll do all of that. Just like ChatGP, you basically tell it what you wanted to write an essay on. You tell this host, hey, I want you to talk about local things in Los Angeles. I don't anticipate it being funny. I don't anticipate it talking about cocaine, unless there was a big drug bust. I don't anticipate it talking about bitches be crazy. I don't anticipate it knowing anything about motocross because there's damn near no motocross in the freaking media. I don't anticipate it touching us. Big problems if you're a, a puking voice tracker. If you're a guy that comes on and reads the weather and time, you're going to lose your job soon. You got to get in the game of a-holism like Stretch. You also should probably own the product that you're on. That's a really good way. let job security at its finest. You own it, and then you're you're hard to fire. They can still be fired. Ask Elon Musk to fire you at Tesla. And by the way, I love this. They say, we invented this not to put radio people out of work, but to make radio better and more local. Make it more relevant. 
They say radio used to be very, very local, and now when they started firing all their DJs and destroying radio themselves, they got rid of all the local DJs, and then they started doing real broad stuff, like not talking about anything local or talking about an area. We're Los Angeles, even though we are not... I, like, I don't... I, how many LA stories do I talk about? Not that many. I mean, if something happens here moto-wise, I'll talk about it. And I'll talk about some of the local politicians and stuff like that. But I, I do a pretty national show as it is. I think it's because after I got away from local radio, where we didn't talk about local LA even then, when I was on Star for eight years, we, we, didn't, we didn't do a local show. We were in LA. I guess we talked the places we went. We would talk about that. Events were local. But for the most part, we didn't do this. This thing's going to be hyper-local. It'll be good for small markets where they currently can no longer afford to keep radio hosts on the air because they can not even afford to keep their transmitters on the air. Yeah, the radio star is dead, and it's not video that killed the radio star. This song needs to be rewritten, and it needs to be AI killed the radio star. Except for Stretch. That's what it needs to say. Yeah, this is bad news for all you numbnuts, no-talent mofos out there. Yeah, you should have been a rebel like me. You should have been on your boss's crap list at all times and constantly trying to get yourself fired. It's the only way you're going to survive this AI onslaught because they're not going to be sophisticated enough to be an a-hole and to have an opinion. And they're also going to give you how it's written and how is the media written. That means all DJs are going to become super psycho-liberal and they're going to read the temperature of their local areas and California is a nut job place, and it also has a crap load of freaking people that are idiot voters that don't know what they're doing. And it's going to, you know, go off of their social media and what they're talking about, and that's what's going to be on the radio. It's going to be garbage. Man, I think Stretch is going to be worth his weight in gold soon, and that's saying something because I'm a fat ass. Yeah, we're coming for you. Bring on the AI, bitch. We got our own AI, and our AI is an asshole because we taught it. It learned from us. Man, Cocaine Leopard, AI DJs, what is happening next? I'll bring that whorebag DJ Dirty Alexa back on and show you guys a thing of 12. Man, people barfing over balconies. It's not going to find stories like that, I promise you that. Wow. All right, up next, i got to tell you about a constitutional right you have in Canada. And that's pretty much to tell your neighbor to F off. I love this story. Get into it next. It's the Big Four Nine. Big Four Nine. Stretch show up in you like Dr. Dre. Ah, yeah. Let's go to Quebec. That's French Canada right there. Them French Canadians. Let's talk about a fun story. And I like this judge. Not often you'll hear Stretch say he likes a judge. Here's what happened. It was a ruling that came down just a couple weeks ago in court there in Quebec. After May of 2021, a guy named Neil Epstein was arrested by the police because he gave two middle fingers to his neighbor, a man named Michael, I can't say it, it's a Frenchy name, Najou, let's say that. Well, what happened is they say that the neighbor had threatened him while holding a power tool. And the guy gave him the double middle fingers. was like, F you. Uh, Mr. Nash then called the police and claimed that Epstein had been harassing him and his family for months. But the judge concluded, wait a minute. 
you tried to weaponize the criminal justice system to take revenge on Epstein for your perceived slights of him giving you the middle finger. This guy's in court for giving someone the middle finger. And he says, just let you know, you're lucky you're not in here, Mr. Naish, for making threats. Because it is every Canadian's God-given, constitutionally protected right to flip off obnoxious neighbors. I think I love this judge. Yep. He wrote while acquitting Epstein that he wished he could literally not just figuratively throw this case out of court. That this was a monumental waste of his time. That this neighbor was an a-hole. The neighbor threatened the guy. The guy flips him off. The guy calls the cops and the cops arrest this guy for giving the double middle fingers. Man, I'd be doing hard time in federal prison if that was completely illegal. But in the woke cities, I know the middle finger could hurt people's feelings. And if we're very woke, I have to worry about what people think. And I have to remember sometimes on the radio that my words are things and my words can hurt. Suck my balls. My words hurt you. You're a giant vagina that hurts all the time. You don't need me hurting you. No words can hurt you. You should be tougher than that. Middle finger can't hurt you. (coughs) Oh, man, I'm going to have a cough attack now. I swear, though, I'm feeling better. I'm coming out the other side of this cold. I'm, I'm getting better. Middle finger to this guy. Middle finger to this neighbor. Shout out to this judge. Judge's name is Dennis Galisatos. Man, I'm butchering these names. Yeah, but I'm an American. It's what we do. All right, I got to go get AI in here to cover for me. Do the last hour of the show. If you missed our interview with Max Anstey, that's got some viral sensation attached to it because Maxi dropped some truth. We'll do that next. It's the Big 49. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, this little comment from the Max Anstey interview today at the press conference after Daytona is getting a lot of attention, and a lot of really big names in professional motocross are acknowledging it and saying this is the truth and applauding Max Anstey for saying this. I'm Supercross only. Um, <laughs> don't know if I should say this, but I went 5-5 at, at Southwick last year and got 1500 bucks. Oh man, that was a hard race. And boom, the cat is out of the bag on how little these guys make in the pro motocross world. They do a little better in supercross, but they're really not paid that much, especially if you're a privateer and you've got food and lodging and you've got to pay your race entrance fee. you got all this stuff. You've got sponsors that are covering a lot of it, but a lot of it's coming out of your pocket. So when you make 1500 bucks after going 5-5 on the day, which is pretty freaking solid, that kind of blows. So everyone's applauding Max Anstey for that statement he made last weekend. I imagine the Supercross and the Motocross aren't that happy about it, but everybody else in the riders, they're stoked on it. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a Stretch show. Time to get up out of here. Go blow my nose or something. The damn effing crew, now that I'm wrapping up the show, they literally, I just heard them drive away. I looked out the window, they're gone. The giant freaking... Uh, diesel that was backed up to my window freaking two other big ass trucks and a huge bulldozer all just left mfers mfers man f everyone that's what i say middle finger i wouldn't have to give the guys middle finger but i might have hurt their feelings and got arrested because i live in commie f in fornia where you can't hurt people's feelings or be insensitive <clears throat> no it's okay to be a jerk it's your god-given right want to be an a-hole be an a-hole oh man It's also your God-given right to help people and to do the right thing. 
How about the governor of California helps those people in San Bernardino that have been snow locked in their houses for over a week? How about that? How about we all get on the line and we help out our friends over at St. Jude's Children's Hospital? We do the right thing there. You can be an a-hole and still do good things. I do it all the time. That's what it's all about. You balance yourself out. Don't want to go too far one way. If we learned anything from the show today, it's bitches be crazy. And if you date a crazy biatch, you might get stabbed in your sleep. Chop, chop, chop. It's been coming at you like Ginsu knives. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I am fired up today. I'm happy that I am getting better. I will be back tomorrow for the Friday show. Fridays, don't forget, Moto Man and Kyle not yet replaced by the AI radio DJ. We'll get that dialed in later. But in the meantime, uh, Moto and Kyle will be on at 3 o'clock on the Friday show. And then Saturday, 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's what time we open the microphones and we start our coverage of Supercross in Indianapolis. Got to be cold and Indy. All those boys are down in Florida right now getting their practice on. They're going to get a little, their butts are going to quiver, let's just say, when they get off that plane in Indianapolis and be like, what the hell happened? I don't think we're in Florida anymore. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Max Ansey for being on the show today. We dig Max Ansey. Shout out to him for just dropping the truth and being a talkative mofo. We didn't get along with him this week, but he still gave us some nuggets because that's what Max does. Max Ansey's a man. All right, tomorrow, I don't know who I'll get on the show. Probably everybody you haven't heard that was on the podium. All of them, that's who's coming on the show tomorrow. It'll be a Friday spectacular. That means Chase Sexton's on the show for sure tomorrow. Good times. I will talk to you then. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.